0: This is CES Tech Talk. I'm James Kotecki, bringing you an interview that I recorded live at the C-Space studio at CES 2023. Enjoy. Hey, hey, we're back in the C-Space studio here at CES 2023. And do you like food? I do. And that's why I'm excited to talk to our next guest, Doug Martin, Chief Brand and Disruptive Growth Officer at General Mills, which makes many of the great uh, food products that so many of us enjoy. Can you you just start rattling off some brands just to get us going?
1: So Cheerios, Lucky Charms, Mm. Progresso Soup, Nature Valley, Yoplait Yogurt, Pillsbury Biscuits, Totino's Pizza Rolls, (laughs) we got a lot of good stuff. Oh my gosh, I'm getting hungry and I really appreciate that you're here. What's your favorite product? You know what, I am super partial to the original Yellow Box Cheerios just the classics yeah it was like first finger food for my son and he still Mm -hmm. eats them today he's 13 years old. (laughs) okay
0: uh there you go so chief disruptive chief brand and disruptive growth officer
1: Tell us about what that title means inside your organization. Absolutely. So Chief Brand Officer is very much just sort of a traditional CMO role, yeah. leading our, our brand building activities. Disruptive growth is a, a set of activities and capabilities that we have to build new businesses. So we have a venture capital arm, 301 Inc., and then we have a, a group of employees who are forming three-person teams to start brand new businesses wow. and do it as entrepreneurs, and how can they innovate quickly, learn fast, get things in front of a consumer quickly. Different areas that we would necessarily get to huh. in the normal course of our doing business. So let's can we dive into that yeah, for a little yeah. First of all, why three people? So interesting. So we, we bring three people together, basically a commercial mindset, like a business mindset, and a kind of uh, investigative question asking mindset so that they okay. can work together. It's, it's lonely to try to start something up from scratch. And so we've tried to bring complementary skills together so that they have all that they need together to move really quickly and get to lowest fidelity solution that I can put in front of a consumer and get some kind of a reaction.
0: Huh, and uh, do you have any examples of businesses that have spun out of this process?
1: Yeah, so it's a relatively new uh, capability for us, but one of our first teams, the problem they were trying to solve is the problem of people with diabetes. Huge number of people with diabetes in the United States, and everyone wants the same convenience. So they built a brand that is about low impact to your blood sugar, Mm -hmm. and have proven that these snacks, in fact, have no impact. And now they're at the point where these are going to start scaling into regular grocery stores. So it's a little brand called Good Measure, and they've done a great job with it. And is a lot of this kind of about, recombining the way that you contextualize
0: this to consumers versus starting entire new food products from scratch because i imagine there's so many different ways that you as a marketer could slice and dice what you accentuate about different products and maybe some
1: of the branding is around that i think a lot of this is about for us how do we move quickly and reduce elements of risk so in that example of dealing with consumers with diabetes like if you were to put a nature valley product out there it's going to get a certain amount of attention. It has to be perfect on day one. This team needed uh, six months a year to just mm-hmm. learn with low fidelity, digital concepts, et cetera, and then you know, move from there into real products. So lowering the barriers to failure, being willing to fail fast and iterate and come back.
0: It's interesting. And these are all folks, to be clear, these are folks on the General Mills Absolutely. payroll. Yeah. But they just get this chance yeah. to innovate.
1: And it's a combination and, of people we've brought in yeah. from our core and some entrepreneurs that we've hired from outside of the company. Fantastic. Um, so uh, when you think about a lot of these legacy brands, these longtime yeah. brands
0: like Cheerios, oh my gosh, how many years has that been around? Um, and we all love Cheerios, we all eat Cheerios, but how do you think about marketing something like that, something that's ubiquitous, something that we all know and love? How do you keep that fresh? Where do you keep coming up with ideas
1: for this? Yeah, absolutely. And actually, CES is such an interesting place to think about that because I walk the floor and I'm like, oh my god, brand new, mm-hmm. a completely new technology or something. If yeah. you just need to tell someone about it, right? Everybody knows about Cheerios. <laughs> yeah. And so for us, it's it's really about two things. It's one, it's a brand that is built on a foundation of really a deeply held set of beliefs about the value that they can add in families. And in the case Mm -hmm. of Cheerios, it's for sprinkled food up through heart health. Mm -hmm. And then it's finding new and emotionally resonant ways to connect with consumers on that journey. And then sprinkle in some new flavors, sprinkle in Cheerios Oat Crunch, which is a little bit of a new form factor, but it's staying consistent with a purpose-led brand and building year after year after year.
0: Um, I noticed in your bio that it says, you're a leader who sometimes encourages discomfort yeah. And, and risks. Yeah. Um, is
1: there something that you're currently feeling uncomfortable about? that's I feel run? uncomfortable <laughs> about everything. That's my secret. No, I mean... You're I mean, like the Hulk, right? Yeah, I'm always exactly. angry. I'm always yeah, exactly. uncomfortable. That's <laughs> my secret. Yeah, yeah. I'm always uncomfortable. That's a perfect example. Yeah. No, um, you know, I would say we have teams that are really, really good, really, really established at doing what they're doing. And all of our teams are also continuously trying to learn how to do it better. And so that... Um, creates a a, a little bit of a discomfort. This world that we live in that's so digitally connected, it has really challenged some of our functional silos for a company that's been around 150 years. So we're always finding new ways to cross those barriers. What is sales, what is marketing in a digital world with Mm e-commerce? Luckily, we have great relationships in the company and we're we're tackling those Mm -hmm. barriers, but those are things that we always need to constantly challenge.
0: Um, One of the uh, themes of CES this year are global challenges. Yes. So it's called Human Security for All. That's the theme of CES, and we're talking about everything, including environmental security, health security, food security. Is this a resonant theme with General Mills, and how does that play out for you? A
1: hundred percent. And obviously, there is no human security without food security. And what we do at General Mills is we take agricultural commodities out of the ground. We combine them in really tasty ways, put them in a box, and make it convenient for you. Mm -hmm. We don't grow any of those things, but... We're a huge player in this ecosystem. And so one of the things that we're really focused on is regenerative agriculture. And it's a little bit tricky because it's it's sort of like yeah. a what is that term for the common person. But basically, if we are farming in a way that is stripping away topsoil, then we will run out. I mean, mm-hmm. that is the dire truth. And so General Mills is working on Uh, converting a million acres to being farmed regeneratively so it's farmed in a way that you're putting nutrients minerals and health back in the soil and that has to also live within an ecosystem within a watershed within an ecosystem of agriculture that supports itself so You know, that's something that's really, really important to us and that we're super focused on. You can just drive that trend because you're just a major buyer of these. We don't drive the train, but in the example, we buy more oats than anyone else in the world. Yeah. So if we start to work with oat farmers about how they're uh, farming their oats and we, we, we do a pilot and show them that this can be sustainable... Not only for the Earth, but also to create economic sustainability Better for, for the farmer. Mm-hmm. Then the people want to do the right thing. Yeah. And so we're just trying to help people understand the science, build, uh, build, you know, models that can show them this works, and then and then the the acceptance comes with that. So
0: it's more of a pull than a push. It's less 100%. of it's not a directive from on high yeah, that you 100%. must change this. Um, Is there a prediction for, you have such an industry that is just so part of everyone's day-to-day lives. Yeah. Do you have any kind of predictions or crazy ideas about your industry that people might think are wild but could actually come
1: true? You know, kind of short term, I think what's winning in the United States right now is the click and collect model. Uh, Very convenient for the consumer. It's a relatively affordable model. We may or may not be heading into some kind of recession. But the problem that retailers find is that all those shoppers that they have in their store need to be there at the exact same time as all those people who are now employees picking groceries. And that's creating some traffic and some negative experiences. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a lot more dark stores Mm -hmm. where they're going to be drive up, though. So it's not just a dark building. I think employees will be in there picking your groceries. You drive up, fulfill Mm -hmm. the order. I think that's a model that we're going to see. And then long term, there's been a lot of work going on to add robotics into the grocery store. Yep. And I think the focus early on has been in back of house, mostly because that's more of a controlled environment. But yeah. I do think long term, you're going to see robotics come into the front of house and grocery as well.
0: And a place like General Mills is so obviously a good fit for that, because Ideally, every single one of the Cheerios boxes that you make or play yogurts, it's it's exactly the same. So I don't have to worry about the ripeness of the banana. We are mm -hmm.
1: already starting to have to answer questions like, hey, the shape of this package, is this going to be grabbable by a machine? Mm -hmm. You know, look at the work that uh, Kroger's partnering with Ocado on those automated warehouses. And something like a yogurt cup that is round and has a foil lid might not be the best thing to be grabbed by a metal arm. So these are questions we're going to have to ask ourselves. Well, Doug Martin, disrupting and shaking things up at General Mills, thanks so much for sharing some of
0: your time with us
1: today. It was a treat to be here, thank you so much.
0: Well, I hope you enjoyed that live conversation from CES 2023. Look up the CES C-Space studio for more conversations like that and get even more CES at ces.tech. That's CES.teCH. And of course, please subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a moment. I'm James Kotecki, Talking Tech on CES Tech Talk.